The following is preparation for the legislative seminar recorded by the American Council of the Blind Membership Services Coordinator, Cindy Van Winkle. I want to thank all of you for being here. Um, this open forum was designed so that we could prepare for the upcoming ACB legislative seminar taking place the weekend of February 21st through the 25th, 2020. The legislative seminar itself is on Monday, February 24th, and our day on the Hill is Tuesday, February 25th. Uh, prior to that, there's an open board meeting on Saturday, the 22nd, and then president's meetings on the 23rd on Sunday. Anybody can attend any of these uh, meetings. So you don't have to be on the board. You don't have to be a president. Uh, and the registration form is now up. And uh, on our website, www.acb.org. And you can make your room reservations. The room rate at the Holiday Inn in Suites, um, Old Town in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, room rates are 109 plus tax. All right, Clark, let's get with it. Um, first of all, I want to introduce Clark Rockfall. He is the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs uh, for the American Council of the Blind. And uh, I just thought it'd be great for us to kind of go through what people can expect. So I'd like to introduce um, Clark Rockfall. He is the Director of Government, Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And he is going to talk to us a little bit about, first, um, maybe you could describe uh, to folks what they might expect on Monday, the day of the actual legislative seminar. What could they expect at that event? Absolutely, Cindy, and thank you for the introduction, and thank you everyone for joining us on this call this evening. Hopefully we can provide a lot of information, and for those of you who have not attended the ACB either DC leadership meetings or legislative seminar in the past. This will be what pushes you over the edge and makes you join us here in 2020. So as Cindy said, uh, the legislative seminar is Monday, February 24th. And this is, it's really an educational session. Um, so we will have guest speakers from government, as well as nonprofit organizations and um, industry partners. They will provide updates on policy developments, advocacy developments, and what's going on in government. So usually each year we'll have a presentation from the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, as well as the Department of Transportation. You know, there's a lot going on at uh, the Federal Aviation Administration and DOT, 
uh, related to service animals. And we know that that's really important to our membership and folks who travel. So we want to make sure that we have up-to-date information to share there. But we also know that it is a presidential election year. So we'll likely have someone to provide a political update as well. Um, that's more for everyone's reference. You know, ACB being a 501c3, we don't play in politics, but it's important for everyone to know the landscape that we're going into and have as much information as possible. Also on the 24th of the legislative seminar, we will provide overviews of our legislative imperatives for 2020. And because I know this question is coming, we do not know what those imperatives will be at this point in time. We are develop developing them currently, but it'll really depend on how the legislative landscape unfolds throughout the end of the year and into 2020. And uh, what would you describe an imperative as? What is an imperative? Sure. So a legislative imperative for ACB are those issues uh, that we will be putting the entire, uh, you know, weight and staff time and ability and emphasis of the American Council of the Blind behind. So in 2019, the, our three imperatives were the Demonstration of Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act, which we like to call just the Low Vision Devices Bill. Uh, making durable medical equipment more accessible, as well as autonomous vehicles, and specifically the AV Start Act, which was introduced in 2018. And these three imperatives, although we've been working on them all year, we've had various levels of success. So we have the Low Vision Devices Bill reintroduced in the House of Representatives, H.R. 4129, we're very close to getting a Senate companion bill for the first time. So that would be a, a big win for us um, and something for our members to be proud of, knowing that their advocacy um, helped make that happen, as well as getting co-sponsors um, on those two bills to raise their profile and give them better chances to succeed. The diabetes durable medical equipment, uh, although you know, no one can say that's a less important issue. It's one that we've had more trouble gaining traction. So there's no bill introduced um, on that front. And then the, the AV Start Act from the previous year, it's, you know, it's somewhere in between. You know, we don't have a bill introduced, but there, the House and Senate Commerce Committees are talking. Democrats and Republicans are talking. So it's an issue that seems like it's poised to move. Um, and that's part of the tricky, the trickiness of public policy and government relations is you're not always in the driver's seat. You just need to be prepared when an opportunity presents itself. Um, and that, and that's what we try to do. And sometimes it works out better than others. So what would you say to people who are wondering if the legislative seminar is for them? How does it impact them and wherever they live in Arkansas and Washington State and California, Texas or Maryland or wherever. 
How does sure. it impact them and why should they be there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's and the answer, there are multi levels to that answer. Um, so for individuals, um, for folks to get the, the resources or the services that they need, it's important to develop those relationships with your elected officials. Um, that way you can become a trusted resource. They know what issues are important to you. Um, and that also helps the work of the American Council of the Blind on a whole, because when our members have relationships and can open doors um, for the national office or you know, for their state and special interest affiliates, that helps our broader policy agenda. And you know, at the end of the day, all politics is local. You know, it's one thing for a national organization to go in and speak with staff or a member, but it's another thing when their voting constituents are coming to them, and especially from around the country, from you know, Oregon or Alabama, Wisconsin, you know, New Mexico, when folks are taking their time and their hard-earned money to make a trip to Washington, D.C. To, to see their members, they know that this is an an issue that is important to their constituents and it helps increase the urgency. Uh, but for folks who are wondering if this is for them, uh, I mean, we are all advocates, right? We've all had to advocate for ourselves, whether in our personal lives, our professional lives, during our education. And this is another forum where we can bring those skills that we have you know, harnessed and honed over our lifetimes um, to bear, to benefit ourselves and to benefit our communities as a whole. So we talked about what Monday looks like. Tuesday is the day on the hill. And so I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about what that will really look like sure. what, and what people need to do to prepare for it. Absolutely. Um, so before we go to Capitol Hill on Tuesday, February 25th, you know, first we all need to go to the, the ACB.org website and register for the 2020 DC leadership meetings. Uh, that link is available under quick links on the ACB homepage. Um, a quick, you know, uh, quick control F for, for find or a JAWS search on quick or quick links will take you right there. Um, so registering is number one. Number two is to coordinate with your state and special interest affiliates to arrange those Hill meetings. And that's something that we'll really want to get folks doing in mid to late January. You know, some offices will allow folks to schedule meetings a month in advance. Some are sticklers and they only do it two weeks in advance but it's a good opportunity to start building those relationships, whether that's with the scheduler or legislative aides, um, whomever you can, just so they know who you are, what you're doing and why you're there. Once we get to February and we are in person, I guess, well, before we get to there, now we have to pack. And <laughs> for the Hill Day, it's always nice. You know, there's no... There's no crime in overdressing, 
you know, for the, the gentlemen, the ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I wouldn't say a tie is necessary, but definitely uh, dress smart or business, you know, business casual, we'll say. Um, you know, you certainly will not be out of place in a sports jacket. Probably don't want to wear jeans, a little bit dressier than that. Um, and I will tell everyone, no matter what kinds of shoes they are, if you have a pair of favorite comfortable shoes, wear those. Pack those, bring them, um, because those marble hallways are unforgiving. So now that we have our comfy shoes packed, we're looking smart, and we are prepped with our three imperatives and any other issues that your affiliates want to take up to the Hill from the legislative seminar. Um, now we're to the 25th, Tuesday the 25th. So you'll have your roster of meetings in the House and the Senate. Um, you know, if you have a morning meeting, it's always better to be you know, 15 minutes early than one minute late. So err on the side of caution with getting to Capitol Hill early. Um, we always have a, a rally room where folks can um, find the, the staff and volunteers, um, receive any advice, provide feedback, and that'll always be it in the Rayburn House Office Building cafeteria. And I say always, I've done this one year now, so that could change, but it's a great <laughs> meeting spot. Um, and yeah, you're on the hill, you're going to your meetings, um, you're sharing the issues you brought, you have your, um, your printed out one-pagers on the issue that the national office will provide on the legislative imperatives. You're building those relationships. You're probably getting exhausted from walking. You know, you're certainly going to get your 10,000 steps in. And then post-legislative seminar, the important thing is going to be to provide feedback to the national office. So let's go back to Capitol Hill. Sure. Can you, des can you describe a little bit about the buildings, like what, I know that the house is in one building and the Senate's in another, right? Typically, is that right? Typically, so the, uh, the US Capitol sits on a hill. Oddly enough, Capitol Hill is on a hill, um, running east to west parallel to one another are Independence Avenue and Constitution Avenue. Um, Independence Avenue runs east-west south of the Capitol and is lined by the House office buildings. Um, so those are the Cannon House office building, Longworth, and Rayburn. And those will most likely be, 99% sure, be where you have meetings with your elected representatives. Um, there will be security to get in those buildings. You'll have to pass through metal detector. You know, put If you have a, a sports coat or if you have a purse or a bag, you'll have to put that on the conveyor belt. You know, pretty similar to TSA, except you don't have to take off your shoes. Uh, and then once in the building, the, the building numbers actually tell you where your rooms will be. Um, so the house office buildings are four digits and say, for example, you have a, a office number that's 2,345. Well, the 2,000 lets you know that it's in the Rayburn house office building. The 300 lets you know that it's on the third floor 
And then in on the third floor of the Rayburn building, you're looking for office number 45. So that's a little, a little okay. trick I'm of the learning trade too. there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, and the buildings are all, you know, very large, um, not necessarily ornate, but just like classically grand um, buildings. So lots of concrete, lots of marble. Um, depending on the building, there could be columns. Um, and then all of the all of the offices, you know, have big wooden doors, and they will all have the the number, the office number in Braille outside of the door. And then so, several of the office buildings will have cafeterias or cantinas, you know, if you need to get a snack or a refreshment between your meetings. So you said there's four um, office buildings along Independence mm-hmm. that are the house buildings, right? Um, yes. So then I'm going to guess that... there are additional three on the Senate side. Which is on yep. Constitution? Yes, just north of the Capitol. And those okay. are the Russell, Hart, and Dirksen Senate office buildings. So as somebody who's been to a few of these legislative seminars, but it's been a while, and uh, someone who was a first-timer at one point and thought that we should go see everybody we could, and we piled these <laughs> appointments one on the other without really knowing where they were at, you know, where the offices were, what I would encourage people to do is as you make your appointments, determine maybe by the first couple of calls, uh, you know, where, when you're going to be in the Senate side and when you're going to be on the House side, it's pretty difficult. It's, it's not fast. It's not a five minute walk across. So that's a great point, Cindy. So um, if possible, I'd recommend arranging the Senate meetings first. Most, most likely those will be easier to arrange in the morning. Um, and it's about a five or six block walk from the House to the Senate side if you go outside. Um, one way to do it is to take a taxi or an Uber from the house to the Senate. But if you're going back and forth, you know, you don't really want to do that and just rack up, you know, a huge expense. Um, So if you can knock those two Senate meetings out of the way early and then just make one trip over to the house side, that's a a lot more palatable. Um, Also the offices will likely have interns. Um, And if you ask the office staff, you know, very politely ask them if there's anyone that could help assist you or escort you to your next meeting. Um, Because they're staff, they may actually be able to take you down into the tunnel that crosses under the U.S. Capitol from between the House and the Senate office buildings. And that can certainly be a time saver. Um, You don't have to go outside. You don't have to deal with intersections. You don't have to deal with going back through security. So that can be a big help as well. Okay. And uh, let's see, I, I had another question for you. Um, so you're, we're going to receive the imperatives or a list, uh, a piece of paper. I remember doing this before we had a folder or something and we could leave them with our uh, representatives. Uh, so people can actually 
if they don't make an appointment with a representative or a senator, they can also just stop by and uh, drop off the imperatives as well and just at least let it be known that they're there. Maybe even drop off their business card if they have one along with it. And um, it's happened with me where we went in and ended up being able to actually meet with somebody because the, the person at the, at the desk when we walked in said, oh, just a minute, let me see. You know, and they were free and we got in, but we didn't even have an appointment. So um, that's okay to do too, right? Just to drop off the... Absolutely. Experience. And you know, the, the worst they can do is say no one's available, right? But I, I've also been there when folks have gone in to drop off a folder and left a, a business card or their contact information. And later that same day, just an hour or two later, they got a call from the staffer dealing with the subject area that they wanted to speak about. And they were able to go back to that office for a meeting later that same day. So these folks, they, they really want to meet with constituents. Um, I know it's, it's probably easy to think like, oh, they, they have everyone calling them. Everyone's coming to see them. The, you know, why would they want to hear from me? But they, they really do. It's their passion. It's their, it's their job. And it's why they're there. So there is no harm whatsoever in doing a quick drop off, uh, leaving some contact information, and maybe there's time to get squeezed in later in the day. Okay. So now, uh, People go home after they've done all of this, and I know you said that they're going to want to provide feedback to you or to the national office. Is there any commitment or, or recommendation that they follow up with the legislators that they stopped and visited? That is always a good idea. Uh, and just think of it this way, you're building a relationship um, we hope that this isn't just a, a one-time thing and you will have contacted the office to arrange a meeting. You will, have, you will have met with the staff and it's always proper to follow up with a thank you. Um, if they requested any additional information from the meeting to provide them with that information or connect them with resources and then always include a note, you know, please let me know if, I or the American Council of the Blind can be further assistance to you know, the representative or the senator. Perfect. The national office will send out a survey um, for folks to fill out. And we would request that for every meeting that folks do um, with, with each mm. office, whether it's a representative or a senator, please let us know who you met with how the meeting went, and if there were any of the imperatives that the staff seemed more interested in than the others, does that really aid our work when we follow up with these staff or when we are seeking co-sponsors or support for issues and legislation in future meetings? Okay, Ray, are you there? Just, I just wanted to make a couple of comments, especially for those of you that are first timers and maybe wondering, you know, oh, this is, this is so hard and am I going to be able to do this and stuff. First of all, we need to also always remember as people who are blind, 
largely very much so. The staff don't know about our issues. We know more about our issues than they do. And we are the best spokespeople to talk about them. When you're talking to staff, personal stories often are good, too, to help people understand just how this impacts you. If, this, if there's some issue with DME, durable medical equipment, the MCXU, um, you know, tell that story and tell, you know, how you, uh, you've had difficulty. Basically tell how this impacts you. I think the other thing that I would say to people is people maybe get nervous about, well, how am I going to get around this, this big Capitol Hill? Clark mentioned earlier that there are volunteers, and we are always very fortunate in ACV to get volunteers. But if you can't find volunteers, if you're walking the hall, you can just pretty much ask anybody. Someone will help you uh, find rooms. It's uh, I've been going to these things since 2001. Really enjoy it, and uh, uh, it's 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 once you do it once, you'll you'll be hooked. You won't want to not do it again. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, thanks, Ray. I'm going to repeat some of that just because uh, Ray it was really hard. your audio was real challenging. But a uh, couple things that Ray said that resonated with me is that your personal story is invaluable. And that really is, they want to hear from us. We don't, you don't have to have the perfect words. You don't have to sound like Clark. <laughs> um, you know, you just need to sound like you. Uh, and it, it will make a big, huge difference. Uh, Chris, you're next. Um, I just wanted to ask the dreaded question, and that is, if impeachment proceedings are still rolling along, do we have contingency plans? How will that affect us? Uh, I can answer that. It should not impact us at all. Uh, so there are members now who are involved in impeachment proceedings, and... I, I don't think it'll be an issue for us, but there could be members, senators who are involved in impeachment proceedings um, in the new year. But for all the members who are involved, there are also members who are not involved. So, and they still have personal staff um, who are working on other issues, even while those proceedings are ongoing. Thanks. Okay, and thank you, Chris, for that question. Does anybody else have a question? Yeah, this is Renee. Yes, Renee, go ahead. On the registration, um, I just quickly went on to my um, my um, iMac computer, I, and it's and it's telling uh, telling me I need to have Google Chrome or use a PC. So where is the first of all for the? Um, I already made my hotel reservation long before this meeting. But the registration meeting uh, thing, where did you say on, on I'll, I'll use uh, my PC to try to do this. Where is the quick links? Where, I mean, where, where exactly? On um, the ACB homepage, so acb.org. Yeah. There is a section called quick links. And uh, the 2020 DC leadership meetings is the first item in quick links. All right. The direct link for the DC leadership meetings is acb.org slash 2020 
hyphen DC hyphen leadership hyphen Okay. Thank you, Renee. Marie, ACB of Virginia. Hello. I just have a quick comment. Um, you mentioned um, how when you first uh, uh, did this, you know, you had meetings and top of meetings. So yes. one thing that um, we do is when we know how many people are actually going on the hill, you, you can actually break up the meetings or somebody might go to, uh, you know, a couple of people might go to one meeting and then, and then if it's like kind of like around the same time frame, then a couple other people might go to the other meet, you know, other meetings. So, Absolutely. so that yeah. way, not just, you know, you're not stressing yourself Take out team. trying to go to every meeting. Yep. Yeah, exactly. tag team. That's that's a great idea. Perfect. Thank you. Steve Bauer, did you want to say something? Yes. Um, I my question is uh, about funding for this. Uh, last year, I know there were some fellowships made available by J.P. Morgan Chase uh, to fund uh, some. Uh, uh, participants, and I'm wondering if that's going to be happening again this year. It is not this year. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, there is okay, thank no. You. Thank you. Yeah, no scholarships this year. Margie. Yes, Margie. Thank you, Cindy. Um, I don't care who answers this, but I think we sh might want to consider addressing um, the fact that NFB goes before us and how they confuse the two organizations. So unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about the the timing. Um, the spring from February to June is a very popular time for um, organizations and trade associations to do grassroots fly-ins. Um, but what we can do is have many more members participate in the legislative seminar and in doing so raise the profile of the American Council of the Blind and the legislative imperatives that we are champion, championing. Clark, I was looking for more, I've done this years ago, I was looking for more about how to address that when they go, oh, your organization was here two weeks ago. Sure, um, I would say the, the best way to do that is um, politely and with a smile. You know, no need to say, no, that, that, that's that other organization, blah, blah, blah. Um, but just use it as an opportunity to educate them on who the American Council of the Blind, who we are, and what our mission is. And maybe, maybe we can give some thought to that, Clark, um, in the actual seminar on Monday, that sure. maybe that could be even addressed on some tactics that we could use uh, so people aren't thrown into a, and befuddled and not sure how to respond. Uh, so maybe we could come up with some, you know, different class, classic and classy uh, responses that you know will help kind of uh, move things along without uh, people stuttering along. So. Thank you, Marjorie. That's a great, That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, hello, uh, Cindy. This is Joel up here in, in Hi, Maine. Hi, Joel. Yeah. Go How ahead. are you? Doing well. All right. Um, I do 
I do have a question about the um, amount of time needed to be down there in Washington. You know, what time do the Saturday um, um, meetings start? Uh, so, in other words, does some, yeah. do we need to fly, fly in on a Friday night to be there Saturday morning so, and leave, fly out on Wednesday, so we're there on Tuesday? How does that so, work? Yeah, I think that, of course, it's up to you and how, how far you have to travel. Um, keep in mind, Saturday is the, dub, or the ACB board meeting, and so you don't have to be at it. Um, if you come in on Saturday morning uh, and you'd, you would like to, you certainly could uh, attend that meeting. I believe that meeting begins at 9 a.m., uh, could be 10, but I believe it's 9 a.m. Uh, then on Sunday is the president's meeting. Yes, it's 9. Okay, thank you. Uh, the president's meeting on Sunday, again, not sure of the exact time it begins, but it would likely be 9 or 10. So, you know, if you don't want to be at the president's meeting or the, or the board meeting, you could come in on Sunday evening and you'd be raring to go for Monday. If you'd like to attend the president's meetings, you might come in on Saturday sometime. And, you know, if you want to make sure you're there first thing in the morning on Saturday, then you may need to fly in Friday night. Many people will fly out on Tuesday after their appointments on the Hill. There is no other organized meetings or anything like that from ACB after our visit on the Hill. So people typically will either go back to the hotel or they will uh, go to the airport from uh, being on the Hill. So uh, hopefully that helps, Joel. Right. It would be a full day of traveling from Maine. It, um, gotcha. Um, well, so what, what exactly, Cindy, is, is happening on Monday then? What, what is the Monday organization? That is the legislative seminar. And Clark, do you know what time that's going to begin? Is it at 9? Yeah, so that, that will be a, a whole day, um, 9 to 5. And that will be okay. sessions with uh, representatives from the federal government, uh, as well as industry partners and other disability organizations talking about public policy developments and regulations um, in issues of focus. Okay, okay, that answers my questions. Um, and will you guys be sending out emails uh, as, as this goes on for further information? Absolutely. All right. All right, thank you. You bet. Um, uh, Chris Hunsinger just has a Yeah, go ahead, thought. Chris. Uh, and that is, remember, if you are planning on flying out after the meeting on meetings on the Hill, you can't tote most of your stuff with you on the Hill. Um, you have to check it somewhere um, if it's very big. Now, I did have somebody last year who actually used, you know, that magic backpack that has the two packs, one on either side of you, and she had all of her stuff in that, and they let her go through on the hill. But if you have a suitcase, you better find somewhere to put it or go back to the hotel and get it. That's a, that's a good point. There's, there's definitely some... Uh 
navigating. I when I went many years ago, we were able to bring our stuff, and there was a place to keep it. But I'm sure it's changed uh, since then. So all the rules are up there on the yeah. Yeah. website. Yeah. So, all right. Any Cindy, other questions? Yep. Yes. Well, Dan, I don't know if we should let you talk. Um, <laughs> But you are sounding mighty presidential, so I think I will let you. Well, thank you, Cindy, and thank you, Clark, for a great presentation. I just want to say, having an opportunity to do about a, a 10 or so of these, that first of all, they're just a whole lot of fun. It's such a different dynamic than the convention. It's a focused set of meetings. It's an opportunity to meet your colleagues with meaningful conversation across the country, to go out and have dinner, to have lunch with them, to socialize in the bar, you know, after, after hours, to, uh, you know, travel with them in, in kind of packs around Capitol Hill and, and, and see your congressman. So I'd say first and foremost, it's just, I never come away from a legislative seminar and a president's meeting without feeling energized. It really makes you feel good about American Council of the Blind and our community of blind and visually impaired people and making a difference. So you feel like you make a difference, you really feel like you're energized, and, and it works. It's nothing like telling your story to really make a difference to to people who are deciding the future of our country. So I would really encourage people to just say, it's, it's a great time. I really, really enjoy it. And uh, I think if you've never had a chance to go, you'll feel the same way. Um, Sheila Young might want to say a few words from Florida, but she went for the first time last year, and I think she can't wait to get back again this year. Thanks, Dan. Um, you know, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's a, it is a great uh, event. And um, one of the things that I was thinking about, Clark mentioned about, you know, building these relationships. And when you go back home after you've met with your, your senator or representative's office, whether it's you're fortunate enough to meet with the actual uh, representative or senator, congressman or senator, or whether it's one of their staff members, uh, your opportunity to continue that relationship and uh, build on it uh, is is an amazing one. And so when you get back home, you definitely want to reach out, write a thank you note, make that phone call. And when they're in town and if they do town meetings or things like that, when they're local, you know, maybe make a stop by again and become the name they recognize and the face they recognize. So, Cindy Ray Campbell. Yes, Ray. Um, I was going to say, um, case in point on that, um, we had for many years, our congressman was a gentleman that we had developed a relationship with when he was a state senator. So there were times that we'd go to legislative seminar and he would make it a point to come in and at least say hello to us. I mean, and I got the pictures to prove it. So uh, that's the kind of thing. And I just would say to people, you know, 
people who maybe feel a little intimidated about this, you know, they're just people too. They're people that are up there doing working for us. And we need to help them, give them directions on what we want them to work on, like Dan kind of said. So uh, don't, they're just people and they want to hear from us. We're, we're the ones that elected them, put them in office. They want to hear what we think. Great. Thank you, Ray. Anybody else? Cindy, Dennis. Yes, Dennis. How do, how do we prepare to pace ourselves for Tuesday? Do you have any idea as to how long each meeting will last with a representative or a senator? Is it 30-minute sessions, hour sessions, or 15 minutes? And when does it conclude that day? Um, it's after you meet all the people that you have on your list, or is there a designated concluded time? That is a great question. On? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so the Hill meetings will likely occur between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, it's, it's rare that there would be a meeting after 4 p.m., but sometimes it happens. And I would say anticipate a meeting to take half an hour. Some may only take 10 minutes. Some may take 45 minutes, but a half hour is a good uh, rough estimate there. And then I, I would say budget five to 15 minutes to get between meetings. And as Cindy said, the, the day is over once your meetings or the meetings for your affiliates have concluded. There are no scheduled events following the Hill meetings. Um, so some folks will be going back to the hotel, some folks will be going to dinner, and some folks will be flying home. Thank you. Thank you for that question. Good question, yeah. Any other questions? Um, just, uh, just one is Marie again. Um, you probably go over this the day before, but like on the registration form, it says um, if you need a volunteer, um, how do you get, uh, like, where do, are you going to meet in the, the cafeteria to get those volunteers, or how do we do that this year? And unless we have a muster room, I don't know. An another great question. Uh, we will go over that as the seminar, seminar draws closer for um, arranging volunteers. Yes, please check the box on the registration page if you would like to request a volunteer. We will likely, again, use the Rayburn House Office Building Cafeteria as our meeting point, and that will be the point of contact for the volunteers as well. Um, I will also add that last year, Ira uh, made the in entire Capitol Hill complex um, an Ira hotspot and provided free service. Do so we know if, if that's going to happen again? We, at this point, we do not know, but we are very optimistic. That would be amazing. Um, Yes. So they are they are great supporters of the of ACB and the work that our members do, and they want to make it as easy as possible for um, folks to meet with their elected officials. So if folks do not want to use a a physical 
person with them. Um, Ira could also be, uh, you know, fingers crossed, but we believe that Ira will be an option for folks um, this year as well. Um, will you guys be helping those of us that need help to find a roommate? I would strongly encourage you to share on leadership. If you need me to do that, please write to me at cvanwinkle at acb.org. And yep. I would be happy to get word out and try and help get people connected. Happy to do Thank that. Thank you, ma'am. You bet. That's another good question. <laughs> uh, uh, anybody else? Steven? Austin, Texas. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. So, um, when calling to make appointments, like, how do we approach that when we, we contact someone? Good question, Clark. That is a good question. Thanks, Stephen. Um, so we can provide some talking points, and that we can, we will provide some talking points here in the new year. Uh, but it, it's pretty—I don't want to say straightforward, but. Um, it's, you know, you can find the member's office information from their website, um, or if you're not comfortable using a computer, then we will provide the phone number for the U.S. Capitol switchboard, and you can request um, the office to be connected with your representative or senator's office. And then when you're speaking with them, just let them know who you are who you will be representing, the American Council of the Blind, and that you would like to schedule a meeting to discuss. And then um, at this point, we'll know the legislative imperative. So you can say the, the issues, the issue areas or the subject matters that you'd like to discuss and let them know the, the day that you'll be in town and go from there. And I'm gonna piggyback on that and just say that uh, the important piece there would be that you are your name calling from where you're calling from, their, their jurisdiction, their, their home, you know. Exactly. So that's, you wanna make sure I'm calling from Austin, Texas or whatever. Uh, and I'm representing the ACB of Texas. And, and uh, you know, we are gonna be in town for this event. We want to be able to meet with, you know, you or whoever. Uh, and hoping that we could get you on our schedule. We'll be there on Tuesday, the 25th. Of February, so just it it, and it'll get easier as you do it. I promise. The first one's <laughs> always the scariest. Then you'll hang up going, "That wasn't that hard." <laughs> Cindy, yes, it's Marie again. I have a point of information about that. A lot of the times they want you to email them, so you just write them a short email, like you said. Just you know, I'm Marie from. You know, um, you know, Fairfax, Virginia, and uh, on the behalf of ACB, like to set an appointment on whatever the day is to talk about, you know, ACB's legislative imperatives, and just, you know, leave it at that, and then they'll get in contact with you, and then you'll shortly be getting emails back, you know, setting up, you know, a time for, you know, the day in question, so, um, so that's a lot. So you call the office and ask for a contact person, and like I said, generate an email, and they would rather you do it in writing anyway so all right that's, anyway. a, that's a great point marie and i'll 
this is Clark. I'll just add that some uh, representatives' websites, um, instead of an email, they may ask you to complete a meeting request form on their website. Um, so if if folks have any issues with those form uh, forms and their accessibility, please let us know, um, as well as let the staff know. Um, because we want to make sure that folks are able to schedule those meetings, but also it, it could be a good teaching moment um, about the sorts of issues that you will be bringing before them. Thank you, Marie. This is Pierre from Louisiana. Hi, uh, Pierre. Uh, the thing I wanted to ask is, okay, I want you to make a statement first. I always try to get uh, an appointment with uh, with uh, someone on the House side first. And then so when I get ready to go to the Senate side, I use the train. They give me a, a, a permit to use the train or they let one of their aides take me over to the other side. That way you don't have to go outside or anything. And uh, but, my, but my statement is what, okay, my wife and I, we don't use computers. We like to never got meetings last year because they tell you email us, email us. And if you, and, and if you, can't, if you can't email them, then they, uh, they don't want to give you an appointment. You know, I, I'm wondering, Clark, uh, it, would that switchboard be able to help somebody write a message and send it on their behalf or not? That's a, a good question, Cindy. I'm not sure the answer to that. But, Pierre, that's something that we would be happy to work with you um, to make sure that you're able to schedule those meetings. I mean, last year we got one on the last day because we had to fight them tooth and nail. Yeah. Well, I would say if anybody is really having trouble um, because they aren't able to email, uh, reach out to us uh, at ACB and we'll see what we can do to assist you in that process because we certainly don't want people making a trip to to this seminar and not being able to get the appointments to make it really worth your while. So uh, we'll do our best. Okay. Um, I hope everybody was able to ask the questions that wanted to. Thank you, Clark, so much for uh, doing this for us. Thank you to the 50 or so people that came onto the call. We appreciate you being here. And uh, hopefully uh, people will come for their first time and it will be uh, worth your worthwhile for you and look forward to meeting all of you there and Clark do you have any final words just thank you Cindy and thank you for everyone who joined us here tonight and as Cindy said we hope to see you all at the legislative seminar and as Dan Spoon said we hope to see you at the bar at the <laughs> seminar uh, it's going to be a fun time. That's what Dan said. Dan said it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> We're going to all have a good time. So, And we will. Uh, looking forward to meeting everybody. All right. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. <laughs>